By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. And as far as Shelley's concerned, second, third, fourth, and fifth. <laughs> Get it? the hell was I that? I don't know if I got I don't know if I got what you just said. Explain it. She said, "You broke me first, and I said as far as Shelly's concerned, second, third, fourth, and fifth." Yes. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Does it make sense? Uh-huh. Does it compute? It does. It's bs.show. Are we... you understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth? I can't see your mouth. 628, we we are Shelly and Brad in that order. She's the most important person. I'm just the guy that just hangs along for, you know, just, just I'm like the Ed McMahon of this show. Some people who are older go, younger go like, who's Ed McMahon? <laughs> right. I'll tell you who Ed McMahon was. Ed McMahon was a man that looked like my stepdad. Really? And he had been stopped numerous times. In the um, into the in the airport by, because he looks so much like Ed. By McMahon. people thinking he was Ed McMahon, or they were trying to arrest him because there was warrant out for his arrest or something like that. No, they were thinking he was um, Ed McMahon, and my mom looked like Lana Turner. Really? Yes. Wow. You know, it's it's interesting. So many of those talk show people and stars of. The 50s, 60s, and even the 70s were like decorated heroes in World War II. Do you know this? Ed McMahon, I believe, was a Marine. Let me see this. Um, and, and you know, some of these guys, you know, like, for example, Jimmy Stewart. You know, you got to mention that name because even if people go like, everybody knows who Jimmy Stewart is because I think everybody of all ages watches It's a Wonderful Life. Don't you think? Isn't that like a, right now, anybody can, who's like from 10 to 100 will watch that movie and enjoy it. Don't you agree with that, or you think I'm wrong on that? No, I think you're absolutely correct. So they know who Jimmy Stewart is. So Jimmy Stewart was, and actually, I don't know if you knew this about Jimmy Stewart, he retired a general. Did you know this? I did not. Yeah, matter of fact, he was in, originally he was in, back in World War II, there was no Air Force. It was the Army Air Corps. So he was actually in the uh, in the army, uh, and then after World War II, I think in, in 1947, they spun off the Air Force into his own separate branch, and he stayed with the Air Force. He was a combat bo- bomber pilot in World War II, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, had like I like 20 or 30 missions, and you know if you know if you know what 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 happened to a lot of those combat, you know, the bomber pilots. I mean, you know, to the point where if you made it to if you made it to 25 missions, they sent you home. You were done. I mean, you know, because and the fact was there weren't a lot of people that made it to 25 missions. That was a problem. Let me see there's uh Stuart's early life, personal life, acting style, career, early life. Um I read this somewhere. I believe he retired um retired a general and it was and it was sort of like my dad he retired like when he was in the 60s hold on a minute 19th it's going like 1938 leading man blah 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 I mean, he's got a huge wikipedia page here i go on these tangents you know me i go off and things 1941 to 1947 
Stewart became the first major American movie star to enlist in the United States Army. He enlisted to fight in World War II. His family had deep military roots. Both of his grandfathers had fought in the Civil War. His father had served during the Spanish-American War in World War I. After first being rejected for low weight in November 1940, I do remember this. He was underweight. How many people have that problem? Uh, in 1940, he enlisted in February of 1941. As, as an experienced pilot, he reported for induction as a private in the Air Corps, uh, once again, Army Air Corps, March 22, 1941. He was 33 years old. He was over the age limit for aviation cadet training, the normal path of commissioning for pilots, navigators, and bombardiers, and therefore applied for an Air Corps commission as both a college graduate and a licensed commercial pilot. Stuart received his commission as a second lieutenant on January 1, 1942. He's like, you know, bending the rules because he wants to get into battle. After enlisting, Sturt made no new commercial films, although he remained under contract to MGM. His public appearances were limited to engagements for the Army Air Forces, blah, 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 blah. Talked about Stuart was concerned that his celebrity status would relegate him to duties behind the lines. After spending over a year training pilots at Kirtland Air Force Field in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he appealed to his commander and was sent to England as part of the 450th Bombardier Group to pilot a B-24 Liberator in November 1943. He was based in RAF Tietenbaum before moving to RAF Buckingham. Stewart was promoted to major following a mission to, to Germany on January 2nd, 1944. He was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross for Action as the Deputy Commander of the 2nd Bombardment Wing and French blah, 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 blah. Uh, promoted to full colonel March 29th, 1945, becoming one of the few Americans to ever rise from private to colonel in four years. He went from a private to colonel in four years. Man, I think because he was a movie star, he had a little bit to do with it. At the beginning of June 1945, Stewart was the presiding officer of the court-martial of a pilot navigator who accidentally bombed Zurich, Switzerland. That's not good. Stuart returned to the United States in early fall 1945, continued to play a role in reserve, the Army Air Force, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Stuart would eventually transfer to the reserves, the United States Air Force. Uh, he went off to active duty in 47. He completed transition training. He, was, he flew the B-47 and the B-52, which they're still flying today, if you can believe that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. God, incredible. I mean, isn't that incredible when you think stuff like that? Tin roof rested. What does that mean? You said he he uh, sang for the B-52s. No, 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 no. He flew B-52. He didn't sing for the B-52s. <laughs> Shelly. I snorted. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, get this. Stuart was first nominated for promotion to Brigadier General in February 1957. However, his promotion was initially opposed by Senator Margaret Chase Smith. Why would she do that? Margaret Chase Smith. I don't know if there was a woman in the Senate back in 57. Interesting. At the time of the domination, the Washington Daily News noted, he trains actively with the reserve every year. He's had 18 hours as first pilot of a B-52. On July 23, 1959, Stewart was promoted to Brigadier General, becoming the highest-ranking actor in American military history. Get this. You waiting for this. During the Vietnam War, he flew as a non-duty observer in a B-52 on an arc-like bombing mission in February of 1966. He served for 27 years, officially retiring from the Air Force on May 31st, 1968, when he reached the mandatory retirement age of 60. Upon his retirement, he was awarded the United States Air Force Distinguished Service Medal. Stuart rarely spoke about his, his wartime service, but he did appear in an episode of the British television documentary series The World at War, 1974, commenting on the disastrous 1943 mission against Schweinfurt, Germany. God, can you believe it? Now, I learned this lesson years ago from Brian Evans. Okay, you ready for this one? B-52 
be my little general. That's the that's the ranking of generals. B B my brigadier brigadier M, which is weird. Major is is B my so second rank up is major general. Third rank up is lieutenant general. To me, that's backwards. You know, because the way the ranks are normally, lieutenant is way below a major, but it's backwards in general. So it's be my little general. So in other words, if you're a one-star general, you're a brigadier. If you're a two-star general, you're a major. If you're a three-star general, you're a lieutenant. And if you're a four-star general, you're a general general. So you're that's like, and that's like you see this, you see this a lot in police departments now. The chief wears four stars. You see that? You ever see that? Notice that? Yeah, I'm a nerd. I notice stuff like that. The chief wears four stars because he's like the head dude. And, like, I think the assistant chief is, like, three-star, you know, chief. And the other, you know, assistant chief, he's got three stars. And then, like, the under chief is, like, two, that kind of stuff. Hey, when do we have Jason? Is he on tomorrow or today? Wednesday. Wednesday, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Jason from Central County Fire uh, Rescue talking about the Toys for Tats, which is this Saturday. Where's that at, Shelly? We'll find out tomorrow. But where you know exactly where it's at? Is it at one of the firehouses or where are they doing it? Um, I, I don't know that uh, surely they, surely they wouldn't do tattoos at the firehouse. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, uh, I, I don't, don't know, know but, how they're working it. Um, I, I guess I should have asked Jason, but I didn't. I don't know about tattoos, but please don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Scraps is a boy dog. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was your fault. <laughs> it was my fault. Okay. You know, I got screwed up on breaks. Here, I got to see where we're at. Is this the thirty-six break? Because because I I have to admit I overslept this morning and I didn't wasn't on time. I'm taking one for the team, right, Shelly? Uh huh. <laughs> I'm taking one for the team. Okay, okay, we're good. Okay, I think at least I think we're good. Let me see where we're at. It's six thirty-seven. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to see where we're at on the log. Okay. Oh. Okay, because you know I'm not that smart. If we miss a break, I'm going like, okay, my whole morning's thrown off. Is that terrible? You know. Okay, so we'll we'll you'll find out now. I really want to do this, and I want to get a tattoo. I've decided what I want to get. What do you want to get? I want to get a barcode. So I want to go to like the store and I want to scan my arm. No, don't do that because that's like a slap to the Jewish faith. What a barcode? Yes. Why is a barcode a slap to the Jewish faith? Explain that one to me. Oh, you're talking about that during World War II they were yes. tattooed with a number by the Nazis. It's not a number. It's a barcode. <clears throat> Same thing, and that's very revelationy. Well, see, here's <clears throat> we'll, we'll have we'll have Jason on tomorrow. I want to know if you get a certificate for the tattoo. So in other words, if you if you, the whole deal is it's called Toys for Tats, you donate a toy that's worth at least $50. You have to have a receipt. No cheating, you know, no bringing in a matchbox and say, "Oh, I paid 50 bucks for it." You got to you got to actually have a toy that you paid $50 or more for, which I think nowadays is not that tough. Anyway, because um, toys are expensive nowadays as if as is everything, right? So yep. I want to know if you can get a certificate where you can go back and get the tattoo later. Because I don't want to necessarily get tattooed on Saturday. Because well, I ask Jason tomorrow. Well, we will. Because the idea being is that <clears throat> I got some stuff I got to do over the weekend. Hold on a minute. And as I understand, you've had a tattoo. You're not supposed to get all hot and sweaty after you get a tattoo, right? Isn't that what the deal is? You yes. You're, you're supposed At least to for a couple of days. Right. You're supposed to sort of take it easy and not get any, you know, 
you know, so yeah, I, you put, um, some people do it differently. I, I found that people who put like this Vaseline and then this, uh, cellophane right around on top of the tattoo, right. What, that it lasts longer. Did, did yours hurt when you had it done? Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle on me. <laughs> There's another one right there. Absolutely not. <laughs> Let me make a note of that. <laughs> Second break. <laughs> Which break is this? This is, is this the first break? I think this is the first break, isn't it? Yeah, first break, I'm all screwed up. First break, halfway through. <laughs> another Shelly drop. <laughs> oh, okay. Um <laughs> Anyway, are you done? Hey, by the way, we'll talk about this next hour. It's funny you mentioned yesterday morning about what happened to Vic Faust, and then he's in the Post Dispatch yesterday. Remember? I saw that. Uh, and did you watch that by any chance? I had seen it before. Oh, their their new podcast deal. You saw that before? Oh no, not the new podcast. I saw his tirade. Oh no, no, I'm not talking about the tirade. He's see, see, once again, I give the guy. I'm still upset with him the way he treated that co-worker, a woman. I mean, if it was a dude he was yelling at, I'm giving him some slack. Guys, you don't treat women like that. Never, ever, ever. I don't care if they're your co-worker, your mom, your sister, your wife. You just don't treat women like that. You know? And once again, LGBTQIA+, all this other kind of stuff. I'm old school. You don't talk to women like that. You just don't. You know? Wrong. Um, but by the same token... I'm always fascinated with people that crash and burn and then rise from the ashes. You know what I mean? Because most people, when you get kicked on your butt, most people stay in their butt. They go, oh, my God. I, uh. And what's interesting is I read all these biographies of all these famous people, a lot of business people. You read stories about them. They went bankrupt twice. You know, they got thrown out of their house. They lost everything. And now they're a multimillionaire. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, how do they do that? Because they never gave up. They just kept slugging away. And I find that fascinating. I really do. You know, because of the fact that that I think that's the true. It's it, like, for example, I heard a guy yesterday give the example of the guy who was, you know, the, the dude in, in Ukraine. Okay, if you know what happened in Afghanistan, the president of Afga Af Afghanistan, when the world started falling in, when the Taliban, you know, started trekking across Afghanistan and they're on their way to Kabul, what did he do? He gathered up a bunch of money, a bunch of gold, got into his private jet and flew to Switzerland. Okay, so he's going like, oh, screw this. I'm out of here. I'm going to take my money. I'm leaving. What did Zelensky do? He stayed and fought. And everybody thought he was going to be a terrible president because why? He was an actor. He was an actor. You can't be a good president when you're an actor. I think we had a president like that called Ronald Reagan, I believe was his name, who was an actor that everybody made fun of. And he was one of the, some people would disagree, but he was one of our better presidents. You know, I mean, Loved. Look, look at Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was, he was, a, was a brigadier general in the Air Force. He was an actor. You know, once again, I mean, you talked about the fact he was 33, that he was too old. See, that's wrong. See, I think that if I wanted to join the Air Force right now at my age, I think I should be able to join the Air Force. Don't you think? Well, you can't start off your FAA career it, it, being a traffic air traffic controller. There's a certain cutoff where you can ever apply. Well, you, you get retired at 56. I mean, mandatory retirement at 56. I'm pretty sure that's still the year. Because a, a friend, one of my son's fathers was an ATC out at Lambert. And he was in the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts with, with my son. And he was an ATC out at Lambert. I believe he told me 56. 
So what's what's the what's the age you can't go past to get be an air traffic controller? It's like twenty five or something like that. No, it's it's in the early thirties. Like thirty one, thirty two, something like that. I think so. so I don't, hit, I don't know actually. Once you hit that age, you're out. See, that's that's ageism. See, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. They talk about discrimination against you know racial and sexual. I'm the. It age- may be ageism. But the um, the union fought for that. I'm the ageism and the and and the ableist. I think that I should be able to the I should be able to play goalie for the Blues. I should be able to pitch for the Cardinals, and I should be able to be the center for the new soccer team, whatever they're called nowadays, the Centine Centine Heroes or something like. Is that what they are? The new soccer team. I I don't know. The Centine uh, Probes. No. <laughs> Stop it. Ford Ford came out with that car, the Probe, and I don't know if it was the appropriate name for that car. <laughs> the Probe. You know what a Probe was? I do. I had a friend who had one, and she loved it. Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I knew two people that had them love those cars, but apparently yeah. they didn't do very well. Okay, we have to take Hers a break. fine. Yeah, well, she was one of the lucky ones, right? God, and my yeah, co- she was one of the lucky ones. Ever since I had to blow out in my car over the weekend, my car is like ten times noisier. I gotta find the noise. You've got to drive my car for me, and I gotta get in the back seat and find out what's rattling around back there. It's gotten intense to the point where I can handle a lot of noise. To me, this is like sort of over the top. It's like I like mean, nails on a chalkboard kind it's, of thing. It's like somebody's in the back seat. It's like somebody's in the trunk, and they're whacking like a hammer against the frame. It's like, wah, 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 wah. And then the, there's something underneath your car that's no, dragging. No, 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 no. It's, that's hitting your chassis. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> she did indeed say that. <laughs> no, it's something in the back. It's it's something in the back seat. It's something where the back seat attaches to the frame of the car. It's something back there. It's not because the interesting thing is when I change the tire. I went, I, I crawled underneath the car. Yes, I had it on jack stands. I crawled underneath the car, and I looked at the entire rear suspension. There ain't nothing loose back there. Everything's nice and tight. Matter of fact, uh, this is a car, no, used car. I, I rarely buy anything new. Uh, this is a used car that I got, and it looks like somebody re- replaced the shocks not too long ago. It doesn't have factory shocks on it, but everything's tight. You know, the all the bushings look good. You know, there's no there's no movement in, in the suspension system other than what it should be doing. No, you know, no lateral movement, anything like that. It's all nice and tight, and it's something like above above where Shelly's smoking right now. It's something above right, you know, right where the uh, where the uh, uh, rear seat attaches to the frame of the car. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Okay, we have to take a break. It is six forty six. Break. One of my favorite songs. You like that song, Kelsey Ballerini? I do. You know, her dad used to be in the radio business. You know that? I'm sorry. Her dad used to be in the radio business. Who was it? <laughs> Mr. Ballerini. <laughs> what do you mean, who was it? I can't remember his name. I'll look it up. Uh, he was like the general manager of a radio station or something like that, sales manager or something like that. I think he worked for Ron Grubbs once upon a time. Everybody worked with Ron Grubbs. <laughs> Just like you. Everybody's worked with you. No, poor people. Yeah, the poor people work with me. Uh, uh, that's actually not correct. Yeah, that's that's it's true. Hold on a minute. I no, it's not. Uh, hold on a minute. I got a problem here. I'm trying to talk and do computer stuff at the same time. Let me do this. Uh, How's that working for you? Not well because you keep talking to me and distracting me. Uh, okay. Okay, so you want me to talk, then you don't want me to talk. Okay. Then you want me to talk, okay. then you don't want me to I got talk. It, I got it fixed. Okay, we can talk now. Okay. Um, 
Do you notice gasoline's gotten, I shouldn't say real cheap, but it's like at, at regular places, it's below $3 a gallon now. Is that crazy or what? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Matter of fact, if you go to like the discount places, you can get it as low. I've seen as low as like two fifty, something like that. I think if, like when I was at the Quickie Mart last night, I think it was like two eighty five, and that was just like Quickie Mart price, which is you know not necessarily one of the lowest, but you know. Have you ever? Can, can I ask you a weird question? Sure. I got this app and I've never used it before. They advertise the living snot out of it on radio. Is it called Tinder. No, no. It's called the Upside app. You know what I'm talking about? And there's an ad like it's two women. Hey, you know the guy, the the waiter comes over. Hey, you ladies want to offer offer uh, you know uh, you know get appetizers? No, we we are just going to get the main course. And then they start talking. Well, why did you want to get appetizers? I just don't, I don't have any money. I'm broke all the time. And the other woman goes, Well, you know I'm getting I'm paying for this lunch today, and I'm getting thirty seven percent back. Well, how are you doing that with the Upside app? Now, I've got it on my phone, and I, I turned it on, and I've used it a couple times, but I've never actually used it, used it. And apparently, I don't know how they make any money. Apparently, the way it works is you go to, like, you go on the Upside app, and if you want to eat dinner, it gives you places to go. And apparently, they get some kind of a kickback from the restaurant or the gas station for referring customers. In other words, what it's 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 like a customer referral kind of portal. Where if you want gas, you know, there's no quick trips on there. Uh, it's mainly like smaller gas, mom and pop kind of gas stations. And those are the ones that give you like, a, you know, like six cents a gallon or something back, stuff like that. And, but it, I think you can use it at Schnucks, believe it or not. And I'm going like, I don't quite. How is that possible? Well, I don't know. I mean, I should just use this. See, I've been one of those guys. I've never been a coupon kind of guy. You know, I mean, like some people. Why is it in my life that when I go to the Quickie Mart, I'm always behind a woman with 42 lottery tickets? You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna be here all day. Or and a baby on her hip, right? Or when I go to the grocery store and a joysticker on her car, I'm behind some woman who has 65 coupons. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I got a coupon. Matter of fact, my I don't know if I told you this story or not. God, I don't, I don't. I hope she's still alive. My study hall teacher. If she's, if she's, this has been a long time ago, so I think the statute of limitations is over. Bonnie Viviano. Bonnie Viviano was my study hall teacher. She didn't have a teaching degree. She had an associate's degree. So my senior year of high school, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. i get her in trouble if she's still around. Matter of fact, the Hazel, Hazel School District could try to cancel her pension or something like that. Anyway... We, I went to school, and we were on split shifts. I went to Hazelwood. And people go, which one? There was only one when I went there. Remember, I'm 87, a long time ago. Okay? And we had split shifts. So one class, like the early people, had, had classes one through six, and I had classes two through seven. I think one year we had a two-hour two, two variable. So, you know, the early people had one through six, and the late people had two through eight. Okay, my senior year... I had taken every stupid class, and like my last semester of my senior year, I think I had four study halls. I was going to school for two classes a day, and then I was just hanging out in study halls the rest of the day. How bizarre was that? Okay, so we worked it so that my study hall was my seventh period, okay? And they had hall monitors in the whole pit, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> I bought a parking pass illegally from a woman, a lady who, when I worked in Steak and Shake, there was this lady, not a lady, one of the students, and she worked she worked part-time in the in the principal's office. She had some kind of a DECA job, you know what I mean? But she actually worked at the school. She was like, worked, you know, like part of the day she was a student, part of the day she worked in the front office. And she had, shall we say, appropriated some parking passes that she stuck in your windshield. And she came in to Steak and Shake one night when I was working. And she says, hey, you want a parking pass? Only 20 bucks. I go, I'm there. So I bought a parking pass from her. So we could not leave the campus. There were security guards that you could not just walk off the campus. Because if you tried to walk off the campus, they would say, hey, where are you going? So what we do is we'd, I'd drive my car to school. And we'd park in a subdivision down the street. Okay, And we'd walk up to school. Well, they didn't mind if you were going on the campus. You just couldn't get off the campus. So in the afternoon, we go to our seventh-hour study hall, and Bonnie Viviano, my teacher, Miss, Mrs. Viviano, would write me a pass, me and my friend Mike, and we would go. We would say, we're going to go work out the gym. We could go work out the gym. That was okay. So we'd go down to the gym. We'd put on our sweatsuits over, you know, our sweatpants and our sweatshirts over our regular clothes, and we'd run past the security guards like we were on the cross-country team. We'd just run, hey, how you doing, man? You know, they hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, have a good run. You know, because the, you know, the cross-country team guys could run up and down the street. You know what I'm talking about? So we'd run down to the subdivision, strip off our sweat clothes, get in our car, and leave. So that was Bonnie Viviano. So then I run into Bonnie like 10 years later, and she's like this big famous woman because she's like the coupon queen. And there was like a thing on Channel 5 where she went to the grocery store. She went to Schnooks and bought like three basket loads, three cart loads of food and paid nothing because everything was a, was a coupon. So then, of crazy things, of all crazy things, years later, I get a call from her one day and she's, you know where she works at that point in time? I do not. She worked at the collector's office at St. Charles County. She was the lady. She was calling me. Hey, you need to come pay your real estate taxes. Okay, who is this? It's your old teacher, Bonnie Viviano. It's not. Yeah, I work here at the St. Charles County collector's office. Get up here or come kick your butt. She was a little tiny Italian gal. You know, probably like maybe five foot one, five foot two. Recollections of my past. Yeah. Me sneaking out of school. God, we did that all the time. Yes, I did too. God, you know what? What? I hated school. I hated, I mean, to me. It was not my favorite. Well, high school I hated, and then went to college, it was like somebody flipped a switch. I went from like hating school to loving school. I couldn't get. That's because you were out on your own. I couldn't get enough of college. I loved it. That's because knowledge is power, and back then you even knew. No, no. That a degree is... It's worthless in my case. <laughs> no, it is not. No, you, let me correct you on something. Please stop it. Knowledge is not power because, once again, I knowledge learned this year... Knowledge is power. No, it is not because if knowledge is power, the most powerful people would be college professors. They'd be running the world. They don't. Application of knowledge is power. That's what it is. Application of knowledge is power. Not just knowledge itself. Application of knowledge. That's what it is. Just semantics, Brad. No, it's very. It's it's, it's not semantics. It's it's uh-huh. it's like say it's like saying a gun is dangerous. A gun is dangerous if it's loaded and pointed at you. If a gun is unloaded and in a safe somewhere, it's not dangerous. It's not semantics. Okay, uh, it's six fifty nine. We have to take. A it break. is BS dot show. What a talented woman she is. Marin Morris along with Zed and Bose. She turned off the twanginator for that one. No twang in it. She did. Didn't I she? I still can't believe. Remember, I played one morning. I played. 
uh, one of her first big hits was called My Church. I think it's called My Church. Well, she's got the twang in that song. She's singing like that. And when she does this one in the middle, you can't hear it at all. I was going to how she do that. Okay, a couple things to talk about. First off, uh, Clarence Gilliard has died. You know who Clarence Gilliard is? I do not. Clarence Gilliard was the sidekick of... Uh, in uh, a, a Texas Ranger, he was the you know he was uh, what's his face's sidekick in Texas Ranger, and also he was the computer geek in Die Hard. Really, the black gentleman, okay, and he was like he was uh the, you know the sidekick for uh, what's his face and and Walker Texas Rangers, and then he was the computer guy. If you remember the Die Hard movie, he was trying to get in. You know, they're trying to get into the vault for the bearer bonds. That was a whole deal. They're trying to steal all the bonds out of the vault in Nakatomi Tower, whatever it was. Anyway, there's a big controversy about that about that movie because, and I've heard this discussed other places. And I'll just ask you. Is it now that there's a big controversy or when it came out? It grows every year this time of the year. Oh. First off, okay, first off, do you know that like um that what's his face was like the last like the last choice for Bruce Willis? Yes, he was the he was like the he was like the fifth choice for the for the actor. It had been I think they'd offered it Sylvester Stallone, a bunch of other people, and at the time Bruce Willis was like a TV guy, and you got to understand back in the day if you were a TV there actor, a yes, you were like low class. If you were like a TV actor, oh my God. See, now it's just the opposite. It's to the point where everybody's making money doing the TV shows for, you know, Paramount Plus and all the other different things yeah, like that. Yeah, all of the people in our genre are on uh, Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or there's like six people that are every every movie on, on the Hallmark Channel. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he was the computer nerd who was trying to get the computer to open the vault. Okay, if you remember him. Okay. And what's interesting about it is, I didn't realize this, he sort of got out of, he was a very talented actor, was in film, uh, television, and also did a lot of acting. He got his PhD and became a professor and taught at UNLV, uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, He taught in the theater department. That's cool. He used his degree for what? He was going to do. Yes, here's here's the the dean of the UNLV uh, theater department. Is with profound sadness that I share this news. Dean Usher said his students were deeply inspired by him, as were all who knew him. He had many extraordinary talents. He was extremely well known in the university. Thought his dedication to teaching and his professional accomplishments. He had a national, national, international following through his celebrated work in the theater, in film, and television. He, he was prof- Mr. Holland's opus. Professor Gilliard. That's what they call him, Professor Gilliard. Wow. I, I always thought that was fascinating. You know, I mean, I taught college for a while. I taught at 270 Tech, and I taught at Lindenwood. I think I taught at Lindenwood for three years. And that's the only use I've ever had out of my master's degree. <laughs> because both classes at Lindenwood, it had I, there was a deal. I don't know if it's still the way it was. But when I taught there, if a college course was transferable from a junior college to a four-year college, it had to be taught by master's or higher. So I taught broadcasting class up there and then i taught i taught remember i told you this story i taught one semester or i think i taught two semesters at st louis community college's west county campus which they tore down 
which was on the corner of Clayton and Clarkson out. And I know they got another place out of, out of 109, but they were in the called the Frucon building, and they had a wing of this building, and that yep, building was I built. The Frucon and then, like ten years later, they tore it down, and right now it's yeah. where the it's where the Life Fitness is, and used to be a Schwab's market out there, and places like that. There's a, a matter of fact, right where I used to the classroom where I used to teach is Alliance Choice. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Is I rem- that the one over on 94? No, 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 no. This is First this, Capital. This, no, no. This is on. This is on Clarkson in out in, out in Chesterfield. Oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's where the Frucon building was. They built this building, and I went by one day, and it's gone. I'm going. Oh, hold on a minute. Now the building was because when we moved into it, same, it was the Frucon Engineering Company. I think they built a building across the street and moved. I don't know why they did that, but the building. See, once again, I talk about this all the time. United States. You know, like, for example, the Red Roof Inn at, at 70 and Zumble. You know that Red Roof Inn? Have you been by there lately? Is it still there? It's gone. They tore it down. It's not going to be, I think. A... Oh, 70 and Zumble. No, that's gone. You're right. Yeah, they tore it down. I think it's going to be. Thinking of, I was thinking somebody of said it's going to be somewhere a, else. A Canes, a Canes, either a Canes or a Chick-fil-A. <sighs> Man, I, I, once again, it happened to me this weekend. I got this, the incredible urge for Chick-fil-A, and I sat there in the drive-thru, and nobody ever took my order. Because it was Sunday. What? <laughs> what? what? What now? Whoa. Nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Hold on a minute. What, what again now? What? <laughs> There we go. <laughs> you are such a man child sometimes. <laughs> it's just like if you've been on 170 at 170 at Olive, three of the corners, three of the four corners are gone. They just tore everything down. They put the Costco right there at 170 and Olive on the northeast corner. On the southeast corner, they completely, there's nothing left. There used to be a bunch of buildings. There used to be like a, a lumber store, buyer's lumber, and a, and a small little like strip center. It's all gone. It's just dirt now. And in the other corner, they got a, they built a parking garage, and they're building a hotel. I'm going like, okay. And you know what's crazy about it is they're building office buildings. They're still building office buildings. Who's going to go in them? Like in Clayton, the Centene buildings they talk about are 90% empty because everybody works from home now. Centene had a had an office out in Chesterfield right there on 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 40 at uh, Clarkson. Big square building. It's like got mirrors on the side of it. That's empty. I mean, like, who would build an office building anymore? And yet, what are they doing? They're going to tear down the old Chesterfield Mall and turn that into a mixed use. They're going to have apartments and condos and office building. And- I would buy it. I would I would move into it just the way it is. See, so would I. I'd love to live. You know? I'd love to live in an old store. Hey, yeah, I re- would too. Remember where the remember where the where the Toys R Us? That's where I live now. I live in the old Toys R Us. You know, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the bottom floor. I'm a little bit up from the fountain. You know, what I mean? <laughs> would that yeah, be cool? I do know. See, you and I are like same. I'd I'd love to live in a place like that. You know, I'm thinking to myself, how cool would that be? Just like, for example, one of the things that I've seen that I was thought cool. There's two of them out in St. Charles, city of St. Charles, where they moved to bigger fire stations, the old fire stations. One guy, there's one of them, it's sort of in the old part of St. Charles, that somebody lives in it, and they got a, you know, there's an upstairs, and they got a big old garage downstairs. And then there's a guy runs a business out of it, and I always drive by and think to myself, God, this is the world's best location. It's right behind, um, if you get off at the new exit, if you're going, if you're going west on 70 and you get off at that new exit, which is now, it used to be the old day, what was it? I can't remember what the old uh, overpass was. They renamed it. It's, it's what? 
convention center boulevard or whatever, you know, you go to the top of the ramp and you make a right and you go down that street, you're behind like the 511 store and there's a couple other stores that, you know, are back up to that street, I guess it's called casino, whatever, not casino, it's convention center. Right there at the corner of that street, I don't know what it is, Boonslick, there's an old fire station. And somebody bought it, and they're using it for their business. I think it's a construction guy, because every once in a while I see, like, a, a construction truck parked in back. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'd love to live in an old firehouse. That would be so I would cool. Too. And- I want the one that was in um, either Old Town St. Peter's or uh, Old oh, yeah. Town Winsville. Well, you and I went in that one, and the one, the old one, they've converted that into, like, uh, like an office. Office space. Yeah, office space. It's like it's like you can they rent did. an office in there. And the guy, and the, there's somebody who's running some kind of a car business out of where the fire truck sat. That would be cool. You know, part of the problem with that is, is that. And it has a, um, a pole. That one doesn't. That one doesn't have a pole. Are be- you sure? Yeah, because they they're all on the same floor. That one's a single floor. See, they don't make they don't make the two story firehouses anymore, because too many guys. Well, you know, we'll talk to Jason about that tomorrow when he's on the air. We get him we get him sidetracked because because too many guys got hurt on the pole, or too many guys you know fell through the the, the, the roof. <laughs> you know, they wake up in the middle of the night and they fell through the hole. Seriously, you think I'm kidding about that? Any money? If I ask him that question, he'll agree with me on that. That's why they don't make the two story houses anymore. You don't believe me? I, I actually do believe you on this one. It's probably going to come and bite me in the tuchus, but I'll keep it on. Okay. Two things to talk about here. If I can get my stupid phone. I hate this stupid passcode on my phone. I hate it. Because well, I can take it off. I can't because I got my air tags. You, you can't use air tags. I never had a passcode on my phone. In order to have the air tags on your phone, you have to have a passcode. That's the way it is. Okay. Um, so dr- get one of those dry thingy passcodes. Okay. Two things to talk about. First guess off, not, huh? Well, first off, <laughs> this is this is sort of a weird story. Um, and it's it's I'm not making fun of this story because it is a serious story, but it has some interesting interesting aspects to it. Remember, you and I went to the medical marijuana dispensary right there on Highway 47, just south of the bridge in Washmo, right? Yes, I remember that. Okay, and you and I went in there because we wanted to see what was going on in there, and yeah. it was you and I both walked out of there going like. Okay, that was weird. It was weird. Remember? It was. You yes. you walk, and that used to be an old doctor's office, and it's still sort of set up as a doctor's office. You walk in, there's a guy behind the little glass. He slides the door. Yes, can I help you? Hey, we, we just come in to you know see what's going on. And he he gave us like the he gave us like the the menu. Okay, you can buy the gummies for four hundred and thirty two dollars for two gummies, and you can buy the the blah 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 blah. You know the whole bit. And then what happens is. If you want to buy stuff, you have to show them your card, which I don't have. Do you have a medical marijuana card? I do not. You do not. Okay. David does, as this little Dave. Really? Yep. Okay. So then remember the deal was you you if you if you have your card, you present your card, and then they opened up the door, like you're going back to see the doctor, and you went down the hall and a a personal consultant worked with you. Right? Remember how the guy explained to us? Well, okay, this is sort of yeah, weird. Yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving morning. Let me see what time this was. Early morning hours of Thanksgiving, November 24th. A lady drove her car through the front door of the medical marijuana dispensary in Washmo. Really? Yes. <laughs> Here, let me read this story. This is out of the Washmonian, okay? The Washmonian. Multiple police and firefighters were dispatched to the Missouri Health and Wellness Dispensary in Washington in the early morning hours of Thursday, 
Thanksgiving, November 24th. Lieutenant Detective Steve Sitz, a spokesperson for the Washington Police Department, said the department's initial page was made at 12.18 a.m. after the dispensary security system began sounding multiple alarms. Here's a quote. When officers arrived, they found a vehicle inside the lobby area of the dispensary. She drove into the dispensary. Okay, site said inside the dispensary was a Chevrolet passenger vehicle. The driver of the vehicle has been identified as a 24-year-old woman from Washington. Authorities have not released the name of the driver who was taken in custody on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. Sitz says the woman told investigators that she was headed northbound on Highway 47, hoping to reach Truesdale, a Warren County community that is about 30 minutes north of Washington. And this is his quoting again. However, the preliminary investigation into the accident shows that she was actually headed southbound at the time of the crash. She said she's going north to go across the bridge to go to Warren County. No, she's driving south. The driver who had suffered minor injuries in the crash was taken to Mercy Hospital for treatment. Now, get this. It gets even worse. While officers were at the scene of the crash in Washington, the woman's vehicle erupted into flames and sent portions of the cannabis dispensary on fire. <laughs> see, where, see where I'm going with this? Officer, I, I shouldn't laugh, but it's sort of funny. Officers attempted to put out the fire with their fire extinguishers, but were unsuccessful and requested the Washington Fire Department be dispatched to the scene. WFD firefighters were able to contain the fire, but the dispensary suffered heavy smoke and fire damage. Firefighters cleared the scene at 2.31 a.m. Is that bizarre or what? I mean, well, now what? There's there's so many interesting aspects of that story. She says she's going north on 47. She's on the south side of the bridge. She's going and going north. She's going cross over the bridge here in Warren County. She's going to Truesdale, but no, she's actually going southbound. And they think she's intoxicated. Now, isn't there a little bit of an irony that someone who's intoxicated smashes into a marijuana place? I mean, isn't it, it is. isn't a little bit sort of weird that like, you know, somebody who's like drunk, supposedly, they said they wrestle, you can't say allegedly drunk, you know, uh, because... And, Did she blow? Well, I don't know. The story doesn't talk about that. You know, the Missourian is that they used to, on the oh, on yeah. the website, they used to say, they used to do things like, let you know, the paper comes out on Wednesday and Friday. And like something happened on Sunday, they would say like, man injured in fall from bridge. Complete details in Wednesday's Missourian. So like, if you're reading that story on Sunday on their website, well, you can't just put it on the website. I have to wait to read it in the paper on Wednesday. You know, I mean, what is this? So it doesn't say. So I don't, I guess you can probably get the report, but I'm going like, okay, so there's, and, and there's a picture of it and she went right through the front door. I mean, you couldn't have, I mean, you know, literally she's like driving through the front. I mean, the front door is smack dab in the middle of the building. They've got it all boarded up. She went through the front door of the building and the car was inside the building. And you and I went in there, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of room in that front office. She probably smashed through that first wall because they say the car was totally in the building. So she went through the front window, smashed through the front. There's a, like a waiting area in front, probably smashed through that. And then in the back, like in part of the back of the building, I go, man, how crazy is that? Now, the crazy thing about that is, is I'm thinking to myself, because when they put the new bridge in, the old bridge used to just go straight to get on the bridge, and they couldn't do that because of the fact that the old bridge was there when they built the new one. So if you're going southbound on on 47, coming out of Warren County, you make that curve to the left, you know, to you know to get onto 47, and then you make a curve to the right, which you know then you're on you know the straight section of Highway 47. I bet she didn't recover. I bet she just made the curve to the left and just kept going straight. Because that would be about right, you know. If she if she if she didn't turn her wheel back to the right, you know, she would have gone straight into the building. I'm going like, man, 
If I was the if owner... she would have uh, put her feet down, th- this wouldn't have happened. Put her feet down? Hmm? What's that? Never mind. Okay, but if I were the, you know, there are, see, I'm a nerd. I notice this kind of stuff. There are some places. You are a nerd. <laughs> I, I could tell a story about a, a tree guy I talked to on Saturday, but you wouldn't believe the story if I told you. Anyway. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Does it have to do with me? No, it's a tree guy. You know, I'm talking to a tree guy. I got, I got a tree I need to have taken down. And once again, Brad's gone. Like, here we go again. It's like, okay, how much did you want to get to take that tree down? $3,000. Well, it is a BAT. What the? What is BAT? Blood alcohol test? No. The tree. Big it's, it's, alternative it's, tree? No. Bad angle? Big. Bad angle, t- bad angle tree? B-A-T, bad tree. That's B-T. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. I don't. Explain it to me. A, no. Oh, it would be a B-O-T, a big old tree. No? You don't like no. big old tree? No. Not a big old tree. No. Okay. That's what it was. It would be a big old tree. See, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I got three chainsaws. I actually have four chainsaws. Thinking to myself, all I need is a crane. I did this one time before. That's how I met Cowboy. Yeah, that was probably pretty cute, but that was BS. Well, that was, that was, that was, and, and, and he, as he, as he told the story, He's the guy running the crane. I'm up in the basket of the crane. I'm cutting down a tree in Washmo. And he tells the story to people, yep, I had 911 pre-dialed on the phone because any minute I knew the guy was going to cut his arm off. It was his say, not me and the tree. But I have something that few people have that have chainsaws. I have an arborist chainsaw. It's the coolest thing. I love it. It's a steel chainsaw, S-T-I-L-I-S-T-I-H-L, not S-T-E-E-L. It's a steel chainsaw, and it's a one-handed chainsaw. So like when you're hanging like by a rope in a tree, that's what the arborists use. One-handed chainsaw. It's the coolest chainsaw. It's my favorite chainsaw. Although, quite honestly, it's getting up in there. It's probably 15 years old. I think I need to get a new one because it's getting a little bit cantankerous. First time I, first time I used it, honest to God, true story. It was they're expensive too. It's like four or five hundred dollars. Okay, not a cheap saw. Real small, but they're very they're expensive. First time I used it, I was cutting a branch, and the branch fell off. And crushed the chainsaw <laughs> and broke it. First time I used it. My fault. The branch came down. You'd have to see the word, how it cut. And it crushed the air box on, the, on the, the chainsaw and it wouldn't work anymore. First time I used it. Had to get it fixed. Wasn't under warranty because I damaged it. I did like $150 damage to my $400 chainsaw. First time I used it. How bad is that, huh? That's like driving your car, your brand new car, out of the dealership and smashed into like a building, you know. Don't say that and put that out in the universe for people. <laughs> hey, talk to anybody in the car business. Talk to any p- people who've sold cars for a while. They'll tell you the stories, maybe multiple stories, of people who drove out of the dealership in their brand new car and got smashed right in front of the dealership. I'm telling you. I know two or three car guys have told me that story. I know one guy told me happened three times. Three times, one of them, his customer, guy's brand new car, drives out, bonk, gets smashed right in front of the building. How, how's that for like, oh my God. So I, how did that work? 
Well, one time the car, I, he told me the one guy, the car was totaled. I mean, the car had like, you know, 30 miles on it. Dunk, gone, totaled. If you go, you know, the crazy thing about it is I watch some of these YouTube channels. These guys go to the Coparts auctions. You would not believe some of the cars in, in like, in, in, you know, the Copart, which is the insurance auctions. Some of these are like, it's like, oh my God, some of them are brand new cars. Matter of fact, there's a like there's a there's tons of these guys who are going down to Florida right now buying all the hurricane damaged cars. And the problem there is they've got salt water in them, and the salt water is eating up all the electrical connectors. So they've totaled these cars. Some of these cars, you know, I have like literally a couple thousand miles on the odometer. They're totaled because they got, you know, a foot of water in them. And the, and you know, nowadays everything's, you know, got a control module, it's got a computer chip in it, stuff like that. The minute salt water gets in, it corrodes all the connections and it starts eating away at the circuit boards and stuff like that. They're junk. You know, for you to go through, for the the car, you know, for the repair place to go through and, and, you know, change the computer out. Like, for example, my son has a BMW. Don't ask me why they did this. The computer that runs the entire car is behind the passenger seat on the floor you know, in, in, in the, in the, in the, you know, but excuse me, behind the driver's seat on the floor in the rear. Cause it's, you know, it's a, it's a pa- it's a station wagon. So it has four doors and it has a sunroof and the sunroof leaks. Well, guess what fills up with water? That area behind the driver's seat where the computer is cars ruined because the, the, the computer has been underwater. I mean, you look at the car, there's nothing wrong with the car. Computer is like, if you can find them like $3,000 cars may be worth two computers you know cars ruined because of a stupid computer back in the day that never happened so you wouldn't get it fixed you, well the problem nowadays is you know you can't get parts that's true that's why i had to let go of my lincoln mks well, you know that I couldn't make parts for it anymore there's a rule there's a law that states that car manufacturers have to keep parts in stock for 10 years after the car is manufactured but after 10 years screw it then the secondary market comes in. And if it's a popular car, you know, the, the, the aftermarket part manufacturers make parts for it. But if it's not a popular car, they don't do it because they can't make any money. They can't sell enough of them. So if you like some of these cars, some of these exotics, like, for example, the Cadillac XLR, you know, which was like a, a, a Corvette made by Cadillac. I think I saw one of those the other night. They're cool cars, but they have a lot of problems. Like, for example, they don't manuf- manufacture the, the headlight assemblies anymore. The headlight assemblies are $3,000 a piece if you can find them. $3,000 a piece. So if you crunch the front of that car and you break both headlights, even like a minor, like you just sort of like nose into something and crack both of the headlights, $6,000. And once again, if you can find them, they're just, you know, they're just like non-existent. Nobody makes them in an aftermarket because of the fact that some, there's, there's so few of those cars out there. I mean, the engines, they have the North Star engines. And, oh, my God. North Junk engines. That was one of the worst engines ever built. You know that story about Cadillac? I do not. You can get Cadillacs from like, I think it's like 1999 through like 2006, super cheap because the engines are junk. I mean, they are, they were built as this you know, revolutionary North Star engine. And if you got 50,000 miles out of them before they blew up, you were doing great because they had a defect. Every last one of them, a defect. And the manufacturer under if they were still new back in the so day, so didn't they do a recall? Well, back in the day, they'd put a new engine in it, but now the cars, you know, they're out of you know, they're out of warranty. They haven't made those since like I don't know, two thousand and five, two thousand six. If you find them now, you know, either they've got the engine be- being rebuilt, or it's it's a paperweight, one of the two. Hey, we have to take a break. It's seven thirty. It is BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You know, we've talked about this before. Data journalism, or we talked about this. 
Yeah. I get these things all the time, and I got another one. And this it, this one's sort of interesting. It says it's 2023's best and worst college towns and cities in America. Okay? Best large college cities. Okay? Top 10. Austin, Texas, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Florida, Raleigh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Seattle, Washington, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Diego, California, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And guess what number is 10? Number 10 is? What? St. Louis, Missouri. Really? We are number 10 for the best large college cities. Uh, medium-sized cities, Orlando, Florida, Gainesville, Scottsdale, Irvine, Salt Lake City, Utah, Cary, North Carolina, Carolina, Reno, Nevada, Madison, Wisconsin, Charleston, South Carolina, New Haven, Connecticut. Best small college cities, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Rexburg, I, Rexburg Idaho, Provo, Utah, Princeton, New Jersey, Orem, Utah, College Station, Texas, Charlottesville, Virginia, Ithaca, New York, Santa Barbara, California, and Athens, Georgia. Now, get this. Richmond, Kentucky has the lowest cost of a two-bedroom apartment rental for college students, averaging $783 per month, That's which good. is which is four times, 4.2 times lower than in Santa Cruz, California, where the city has the average price for a two-bedroom apartment. You ready for this? $3,293 per month. Wow. That's less than here, and these are brand-new apartments. Well, $3,293. Get this. Brownsville, Texas, has the lowest cost of living index for young people, 77.92, which is 2.9 times lower than in Stanford, California. The city has the highest at 223.41. Here's, here's the one that really caught my attention. Savannah, Georgia, has the lowest cost of higher education at $17,414 per year which is 4.7 times lower than in Evanston, Illinois, where the city has the highest at $81,283. $81,283 a year. Now, where's Evanston? Why, what's in Evanston, Illinois? Must be some university up there. $81,283 a year. So if you get a four-year degree, four-year degree is, what, $320,000? Is that right? Yeah, $320,000. You know what? Once again. Education's gotten out of control. I'm, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous what's happened to college education. Okay? I mean, once again, talking about a waste of money, you know? I mean, you're not going to argue with me? If you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a nurse, you're going to be a CPA, yeah, you need the piece of paper. If you're going to be like in the radio, TV business, you're going to be other things, screw the degree. Just, you know, I mean, like, you can make right now, if you were a young guy or a woman, like, you know, 22, 23, 24, you could get your choice of jobs in the trades. You could call up our buddy, Caleb, and say, hey, Caleb, I want to be an electrician. He'd turn you on to where you could go to learn to be an electrician, right? We've advertised them for them on the air. He'd put you through school. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You want to become an HVAC tech? You know, matter of fact, one of the places I do business with, because I do, you know, matter of fact, I have my HVAC license. You know that about me. It's sort of weird. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway, I have a place, I won't mention their name, because I don't know if they'd appreciate it or not, a place that sells parts. They have their own school. You can go to this company, has their own school, and you take like a two-week class, and you walk out of there with your HVAC license. And, you know, you get your HVAC license, and, you know, you go to... You know, a place, you know, like a HVAC place. We don't have any on the air. That's what we need on the air here. Uh, anyway, you walk in and you go, hey, I got my license. You know, if they're a union place, you enter into an in apprenticeship program. Then you get your journeyman, you know, ticket. 
I mean, those some of those guys are making, you know, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, like in their twenties. God, you know, you go to college, waste of time for me, waste of time, waste of money. Boys and girls, listen to your uncle Brad. Don't, oh, I hate when you do this. Don't go to college. Because there are boys and girls that do listen to you, Brad. Well, don't go. So don't stop it. Don't go to college. Okay. I saw you just this. Had to fit that in there, didn't you? No. What do you mean? I see things have changed, Shelley. I think education has become a scam. I really do. Now, oh, once please. again, I I qualify that by saying, if you're going to be a doctor, guess what? You can't get around it. You're going to be an attorney. Back in the day, you could take the bar exam without going to law school. Abraham Lincoln did it. There are quite a few attorneys back in the 1800s, early 1900s that did not take the the did not go to college. They studied on their own, clerked for you know attorneys, for judges and stuff like that. Learned the law, the real law, like it's practice on the outside world, and then took their bar exam and became attorneys. Can't do that anymore. Matter of fact, it's gotten to the point where uh, the ABA has shut down a lot of law schools that they didn't like. They didn't like Flora Coastal, so they shut it down. They don't like the Thomas Jefferson School of Law in San Diego. So they're trying to shut that one down. They don't like it. It's not It's not an appropriate law school. I've told you the story. Here in St. Louis, there are law firms that if you graduate from WashU, they welcome you with open arms. If you graduate from SLU Law, they don't want anything to do with you. That's true. And it's like, okay, now hold on a minute. But yeah. it's different for nurses. Well, but if you get, if you pass the bar, the bar means... You know, the bar is administered by the state. That means you're an attorney. And, you know, if you graduated from law, you know, for Harvard Law School or WashU Law School or St. Louis University Law School, you pass the bar if you take it in Missouri. Okay? You're all equal. No, not according to the attorneys. Okay. Okay. So tell me, do your attorney friends happen to say anything about if a person has do not resuscitate on their tattooed on their chest will that stop them from yeah. doing their job they said that if i have do not resuscitate tattooed on my chest and like a paramedic comes and resuscitates me 20 years in jail for that paramedic they're going to they're going is to is that true oh yeah 20 years in jail who told you 20 that? years in jail making big rocks in the small rocks okay <laughs> never mind blah 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 <laughs> okay we talked about this last hour Vic Faust is back in the media business. He has a new show called Cancel This Show. Now, did you watch the video? Did you see the video? I did. Okay, what did you think of the set? They're doing it on video. Did you did you think the set was cool? The, the set was not a showcase set, no. Well, no, I mean, but... It's it's very dark. It's all black and it's blue. It's black with blue lights, okay? And there's three people. There's him. But that's so shtick. Eric Johnson. You know him. Right? You know him, right? He used to be at the at um, at the uh, at the Viper. And then Tabitha Hassel. Do you know her? I do not. She used to be. Uh, she was over at. Uh, she's been a bunch of places. She's done sports talk, and I think she was. I think she was one of Tracy's people. Okay, they're doing a three-hour podcast but they're doing their streaming it video and it's being done by some studio out in chesterfield and stuff like that and it's sort of weird looking because of the fact that on a studio and it the lighting is sort of funky and they have this blue background and then they have ring lights in front of them you did you see that i thought that was weird you know what i'm talking about you know the you know what the ring lights are 
Yes. Okay, they have a ring light. I have one or two. In, in front of them. Oh, each one of them has a ring light in front of them, which I'm yes. going like, okay, that's sort of weird. Why would you do that? Because normally with to ring lights. It's a perfect um, yeah, but it's complexion. but it's weird when you're shooting video because you have to shoot around a stupid light. The light's right in front of them. So what he's doing is it's called I'll give him a plug. Cancelthisshow.com. Fitch with Foss and the show are two. I've talk, talked about that on September 13th. Uh, blah blah blah. While off air, Foss launched into his extended rant that criticized Cooper for her weight and partner. Well, we talked about that. Foss also well, well, Opera's he got fired. Okay. After being fired in September by Fox 2, Foss posted an apology on social media. Quote, I made a huge mistake and I'm ashamed. At that time, Foss had been in uh, main news anchor for more than seven years at KTVI. His last duties were co-hosts at 5 and 9 o'clock news, and he got fired. Uh, promotional video for his new show, Foss said the podcast is uh, names reflects his history. Quote, what are we about? The forefront of everything we do is cancel this because I was canceled. Well, sort of his own fault, you know. Foss said that along with handling the trending news and sports topics of the day, the podcast will talk to people who have been canceled and dig deeper into their circumstances. Do you think there's anything there? I mean, the cancel thing is for real. It all depends on how uh, real talk he's going to be and if he's going to be vile. See, for example, right now they're trying to cancel Kanye West. I mean, it's it's obvious. They're trying they're trying to cancel Elon Musk. Have you seen this that where where Apple is thinking about taking the Twitter app off of Apple, off of your iPhone? I'm going like, okay, whatever. And here's the crazy thing. I read all these crazy stories about, oh, oh, Twitter's falling apart. It's barely working. I'm on Twitter every day. I'm going like, I don't know much notice much difference from before, you know, pre-Musk and post-Musk. You know what I mean? To me, it's like the same it's always been. I don't see, and, and they talk about, oh, now there's all sorts of hate speech on Twitter. Guess what? There always was. <laughs> you know, there was all sorts of people ragging on each other. You know, you, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, that's social media, right? I mean, you know, I mean, it's crazy. You put a post up, you put a nice, and somebody makes fun of it. Okay? That's just, you know, it's social media because everybody's anonymous, you know? They don't know. You don't know who. Like, for example, nobody knows that Shelly's, should I give you a real screen name on Facebook? <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yes, please do. No, I don't. I don't. I, then people will go after you. And just remember that if I see you today, I will throat punch you based on your answer. <laughs> so go ahead. You know what? I'm now going to cancel you from the show for the next three and a half minutes. You're going to be canceled from the show. Why? Because I have to play some commercials. <laughs> Put your commercials on, Brad. I have, I have, you're being canceled a... for the next three and a half minutes. I will not let you talk on the air for the next three and a half minutes. Okay? Okay, Shelly? Okay. It's 746. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. Oh, hold on a minute. I screwed up. I didn't turn that down. Okay. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You there, Shelly? I am. Okay. Um, there's another song that has... The video has nothing to do with the song, which is, it's great. They're in a bowling alley. And if you like watching movies in bowling alleys, you'll love that video. Okay. My own worst enemy, Lit. Okay. Pete Davidson. What do you think of Pete Davidson? Don't know who he is necessarily. You do. He's the guy on Saturday Night Live who dated, he's dated, he's the reputation he's got is dating all the beautiful women for like two weeks. Then he moves on to the new woman. He was dating Kim Kardashian for a while. You don't know who he is? I don't. Okay. He's now dating this model. Her name's something Radikowski or something like that. Okay. There's this show on 
Fox called Kennedy. You know who Kennedy is? Kennedy used to be, I believe she was one of the video DJs on MTV or VH1 or something like that. She just goes by the name of Kennedy, okay? And she's doing, she has this show on, on Fox. It's just called Kennedy. That's her name. So she's on with this lady whose name is Kat Timpf. K-A-T is the first name. Her last name is Timp. T-I-M-P-F. Timp. Okay? They're both attractive women. And they both have on stupid, ugly glasses. Why do women do that? What is with the goofy, goose, you know, like Mr. Magoo glasses that women are wearing? I don't understand it. Why do they make themselves look like clowns with these goofy, big-framed, black and crazy weird glasses? Okay, well, first of all, don't judge because I have glasses from the 80s that went almost halfway around my face that I'm going to get their lens updated. Well, this isn't the 80s anymore. That's 40 years ago. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the 80s. There's nothing wrong to be stuck in the <laughs> there's 80s. There's a lot wrong the with the 80s. The 80s were my friend. No, <laughs> 80s were not my friend. Well, yes, they were. I got married. They totally were. I started my business. Yeah, okay. Yeah, better times. Okay, but you get what I'm saying? For example, uh, here, I'm going to play this. I get what you're saying, but you're wrong. <sighs> so gl- glasses are not, see, here's the thing. You're talking to a guy who wore Coke bottles from the time I was five years old to when I was in my teens or actually when I started college and then when I went to college I had to go back to glasses I wore contacts when I was started like I started wearing contacts when I was like I mean when nobody wore contacts I was wearing contacts when I was like 12 or 13 because my eyes had gotten so bad okay and then when I went to college the contacts weren't doing it anymore because I got this weird problem my eyes don't track together I've got you know I'm I'm if I look at, you know, you know the story. If I look at you and I'm concentrating on you, both eyes are looking at you. If I'm not concentrating on you, my eyes drift apart. So it looks like one eye's looking at you. looks like the other eye's looking behind I, you. I have that. Okay. Well, I've got it really bad. Okay. And remember, I'm oh, blind. Well, I have it better than you do. I'm blind, blind in one eye. Okay. See, I got you beat. I'm legally blind in one eye. Okay. See, so I'm not. I couldn't wait to get rid of my stupid glasses. I hate them. They fog up in the summer, you know, you sweat, you get sweat running down your glasses. In the winter, you know, you go out from, you know, from one temperature to the other, your glasses fog up. Hated glasses, okay? I don't think they're a fashion statement. I think they're a medical device that is necessary for some people to function, okay? But what's happened recently is women in these goofy glasses. I'm going like, stop it. I'm looking at this video. Here, I'm going to play this audio for you, Hope. I'm 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 just vamping. Is it going to tell me how big her glasses? No, no, are? no. They're talking about Peak Davidson. Okay, okay. You ready for the? Let me, let me see if I can get this to work. Hold on, man. Hold on. Let's see if I can get this to go. Nah, hold on. It's not going to work. I had it queued up. Audit disorder, which Pete Davidson is. Yeah. Out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that he certainly has. That he suffers from. Mm-hmm. What is his secret? Okay, so I think that part of his secret is that. He's not supposed to be a guy that you end up with. He's all the things that are wrong with him is what his secret is, right? He's not that conventionally attractive. He does date all these different women and then he moves on very quickly. So I think women will go into these relationships being like, there's no way that I'm going to see myself actually wanting to date this person because of all of these things. So we'll just like have like a hookup 
because I know I will never want anything else. But then, because you think that, that makes you think you're safe. Yeah. So then you let your guard down. And next thing you know, you caught feelings for Pete Davidson. But how do they catch feelings? I don't understand. <laughs> what, what is he, like. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> Hello? Did you hear it? Turn mine down. Did you hear it? Um, I'd have to process it, but it sounds funny. <laughs> well, but they're analyzing why people, why women, is every see. Now, what's interesting is there's another theory that he's gotten this reputation for dating all these beautiful women, and there's another theory that the publicists for these women who are, you know, sort of like maybe B B level stars, you know, like not like, you know, like everyday names like Kim Kardashian and this latest lady, her, her name's like something, Carol Ratajkowski or something like that. She's a model, okay? The idea being is, well, if you go out with Pete Davidson, everybody will follow that and you'll become famous because you're dating Pete Davidson. Okay, first off, he was on Saturday Night Live. I think he finally quit. Every time I saw that and he was going like, I don't get it. I First off, I don't think the guy's funny. I don't think he can act. I mean, he's like, he's like now, the backstory is... This is sort of sad. The back, do you know the backstory of Pete Davidson? He lived, no. I, th- I think he lived on Staten Island or Long Island or someplace that in New York. His father was one of the firefighters killed in 9-11. His father was one of the one of the firefighters who was in the building when the buildings collapsed. I'm sorry for and that. And this happened, you know, figure that's 21 years ago. So yeah. he's like, I don't know, 28, 29. He was a young kid. He was like six, seven, eight years old when his father was killed. Bad situation. Feel sorry for the guy. It's terrible when you lose, you know, as a young kid, when you lose parents like that, especially traumatically like that, where one day he's there, the next day he's gone. And I believe he was one of the bodies they never recovered. So there's no finality of, you know, having a funeral and that kind of stuff. I feel sorry for the guy. But still, I mean, it's to the point where I'm going like, I don't get it. And she even said, he's not even that attractive. I'm going like, first time people go, I hear women go, oh my God, Pete Davidson. I'm going, Pete Davidson? No, George Clooney, he's a good looking dude. Brad Pitt, good looking dude. Pete Davidson, not a good looking dude. He looks weird. He, he's he got this strange skin color. It looks like he's like dyed his skin, like looks like almost like orange. Well, like no, maybe, he's not uh, orange. He's just got, I don't know. That? color that you said that you were well you know what he's jealous because he's not mocha java like i am what was the first one <laughs> the first one is i have him right here the first one is cinnamon crunch that's what you thought you were <laughs> i thought and it was cinnamon crunch <laughs> once again if you know what we're talking about i went to the paint store because i don't like being called white he guy shaved <laughs> his arm i'm not a white guy i am and and you witnessed this i, I am did. Mocha Java, right? I am Mocha Java. You are Mocha Java. I am Mocha Java. You're not Cinnamon Crunch. I'm not Cinnamon Crunch. I am paint code 2004-7B. That's me. I'm not a white guy. I'm a Mocha Java guy. I'm a man of color. And if you call me a white guy, them's fighting words. Because I'm not a white guy. I'm a Mocha Java guy. Have you ever done that, me and 23? No, I want. I don't want to know. What about ancestry? I no, I don't want I don't want to know. I, do, I just don't want to know. You don't? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's interesting. I don't want to know. Because you know what I'm going to so find out? So you're saying you don't want to know. I'm going to find out that I'm 95% a Indian and I could have had all these great educational benefits <laughs> yeah. like, like Actually, Elizabeth only, Warren. you only need to be 116. <laughs> right. Okay. We have to leave for the day. We're done. We've caused enough problems. That would be you. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Everybody have a great day. Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. Peace and I fly. It's 8 o'clock. We're way late. Your fault.
Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.